together. Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Forget April Fool's Day. It's National Fun Day. That's today. Monday. 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 Yes, Monday. It's just another manic Monday. The first Monday of April is National Fun Day. Fun Day. I'm just trying to have a fun day. That's Fun day, guys. Fun day. Oh, a fun day. Good luck with that. Showtime. It's just another manic Monday. (laughs) Everything's running smoothly. Yo, yo, yo! And this right here, well, this right here, it's your KC Moe. Baby, we got there. We got there. That high note every single day just gets more and more difficult. What's the word? Kansas City. A happy Monday to the KC Morning Hose. Big day. Big day. LFK. You're going to be LIT. Rocking and chalking and, and waving wheat. National Championship game. Good luck to them Jayhawks, baby. On the show today, we are joined by Congressman Emmanuel Cleaver. Yes, my friends, a good get. Check that one off the list, ladies and gentlemen. We have the KC Regional Climate Action Summit that's happening this Saturday over at Johnson County Community College. This is a very important summit. It's going to be a very important day in Kansas City. Mayor Quentin Lucas is going to be speaking. We're going to have representatives from HUD, the EPA, the European Union, Representative Sharice Davids on the Kansas side. She'll be speaking. We're going to have her on the show this Friday. And we wrap with Cassie Joy. She is also performing at the KC Regional Climate Action Summit. The star from The Voice, and she's got The Voice. Incredible. One of the biggest names in country music is Cassie Joy, and she's going to be also right here, yes, right here on your KC Morning Show. Rate, review, subscribe, do that thing you do. We got a damn good thing. Kansas City, I love you. My name's Hartzell. Kitty says what up. Tomorrow we take back America but myself and Professor Harvey K. Conditions ideal. A good day to be a Kansas City. We'll see you in the morning. Bye. If there's one thing that I found is as true as the sunrise, it's that I like being on there with Hawks. The KC Morning Show. For the first time on your KC Morning Show, an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure to have the congressman from the 5th District representing Kansas City. He is Congressman Emmanuel Cleaver. Sir, welcome to your KC Morning Show. And I, I know we're not doing a Zoom, but in my studio here in Westside, I have to my left hanging up a Cleaver for Mayor yard sign. So I just want to say <laughs> thank you for your service. Thank you for everything, sir. It's an honor uh, and privilege. Well, thank you. It's good to be with you. And you're going to be speaking at the Regional Climate Action Summit that's happening on April 9th. More information at kcmetroclimateplan.org, 1 to 415 over at Yardley Hall at Johnson County Community College. We'll just kick it off right there, sir. We're talking climate change in Kansas City. Does that happen even five, ten years ago in this town? Well, in a limited way, back in the uh, early 2000s, I was fortunate to create a program called the Green Impact Zone where we spent in federal dollars, over $180 million created new kinds of sidewalks, pervious sidewalks where the water go, goes through the cement, did weatherization uh, projects all through a 150 block area. In some instances, we put in new furnaces 
intelligent thermostats on walls in the urban core, put solar panels, for example, on a Paseo High School. Most people probably don't even know it. In fact, the principal, the, the current principal may not even know it, that uh, at no cost to the school district on top of the, the school building. And we did put some charging stations in the urban core for electric vehicles. And of course, we're talking about 12 years ago. Uh, at that time, people thought a charging station was something you hold in front of a, a bull, you know. And so things have changed dramatically, but they have not changed far enough. I mean, we're still having some serious problems, including in the Midwest. The droughts, severe rainfall, the high temperatures, all of those things that are impacting the rest of the world are finding their way into the Midwest and into Kansas City. So it's extremely important that we try to maintain not only awareness, but uh, people to join in and try to save the planet. This is the only thing we've got. I know there are a lot of movies, dystopian movies, where people leave the planet and go to another planet. That ain't going to happen. And so we better take care of this one and do the best we can. And what, what what better place for us to really pump up the whole issue of climate change and sustainability than, you know, right in the middle of the country, uh, Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City area. It does seem like this is much more of a, a holistic approach. You know, like you said it best, we have to save the planet. That's going to take all of us doing a lot of things. And that seems to be what we're trying to address here with the Regional Climate Action Summit and also with the climate action plans. We've got, I see here, nine different sections. Do you think that's important as we're trying to expand the conversation about what it really means to go green or just to want to protect the climate, the environment? Absolutely. And what we want people to do when we're talking about the different sections, uh, sectors is to make sure people understand that they can play a role, that there's no such thing as neutrality when it comes to, to uh, this planet and our protection of it and, and the issue is whether or not we, are, we can be, become good stewards. And there are a number of things we can do. I mean, uh, we've we got to increase uh, energy efficiency. We've got to move uh, more and more toward renewable energy and what we're creating now, which is a sustainable corridor, uh, which will run from Sugar Creek uh, down to Independence and Truman Road and Independence all the way into Kansas City, Kansas, out at the Legends. Uh, Now, this corridor will be equipped with EV buses by the ATA, electric vehicles. The only city buses you'll see on the uh, sustainable corridor will be buses running with electricity. It will create new jobs because right now we're, we're trying to figure out the, the process by which we'll train the people who are going to work on the EVs. It's a whole new occupation uh, arising. And we're going to be doing uh, all kinds of things on that corridor. We're the only place in the United States where there is the level of cooperation that we have on the sustainable corridor. We're going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars putting up not only the the, uh, buses, which are about a million dollars a piece for the ATA, but also charging stations all along that route and zero fares to discourage people from driving. Uh, Let's say somebody lives in, in Sugar Creek. They will be able to get on an ATA bus for nothing, for zero, and not worry about gas emissions or fuel smells and so forth. Ride that bus all the way out to the Legends in the most western part of Wyandotte County and ride it all day, zero emissions. Everything along the corridor uh, in terms of converting things into sustainable buildings, as many properties that participate, it's going to be the biggest sustainable project in the United States. 
and we are very excited about it. We think that, that the people in Kansas City are going to become excited about it and, and participating in it. Now, if, you know, for, for those who say that the climate change issue is, you know, some kind of a hoax, you know, they, they would say it's just it's the cyclical way in which, uh, you know, the earth functions. And uh, I, I want to say, and we're going to say at this conference, make sure that people understand that they are wrong and they are dangerously wrong because this change is unequivocally uh, the, the result of, of, of human activity. And the people will get that kind of data. They will understand uh, about human activities and what that does to our atmosphere, our land, and our, our surface uh, areas, our land. And the reason we know now that what's going on is because you know, we have Earth orbiting uh, satellites. They will take pictures and they're able to look at what's going on with the uh, ice caps. And uh, I went to Greenland, stood on a boat. I had a Kansas Chief jacket on, which was stupid, <laughs> but I didn't take the, the kind of wear I should have. But I had a Kansas Chief jacket on, standing out on a boat, watching an iceberg melt just a few uh, miles away from Greenland. This is a big deal for us in Kansas City, and I hope that it's the uh, launching pad for bigger and, and, and better things. You know, I'm an ad-lib guy. I'm an improv guy. It's yes and. So, yeah. yes, I hear what you're saying. And where do we go from here? I guess, what do we need to do to make sure it resonates? Take, for example, now, you know, gas prices are, are through the roof. Yes. I'm hearing a lot more Band-Aid solutions than I am the benefits of renewable energy. Does that make sense? I mean, it's almost like we know where we need to go, but in the here and right. now, we just don't have time to deal with it. When we need to deal with it, it's everything. Yeah, well... You know, if we're successful in taking a lot of cars off the road with these buses, with these uh, electric vehicles that we're going to purchase at no cost to, to, to ATA, uh, get the money through the federal government. During my time as mayor, I was able to successfully get money from the, the Clinton administration to uh, build what was called the South Midtown Roadway. When we built it, I ch had a change to the Bruce R. Watkins in honor of the black politician, businessman, Bruce Watkins, who had died. You know, I, I take responsibility for it. We built it. I realized that that was creating more problems. So, you know, at some point, I believe, and I will try to make it happen, that at least one of those lanes on the Bruce R. Watkins ought to be reserved for EVs only. Mm -hmm. That when you get your license plates, you get a, a sticker that would designate or denote for police that it's an EV, that they you'd have access to this fast lane. I think every time we can take one car off the highway, uh, off the roadways, we've taken another big step toward making our community sustainable. Uh, every time we can, a new house with very strict uh, environmental building materials, that's reducing what's going on. Every time we can get people to, you know, engage at the optimum level, we win. I mean, we're going to have to put, put together a massive program. Some of it will start right away. I think a lot of it uh, will be done, you know, in phases. But make no mistake, everything we're trying to do, we're doing it for the long haul. The time has passed for us to, uh, you know, be nimble need and tiptoeing. Uh, we've got to come right at it. The Bruce R. Watkins project, that was maybe one of the biggest projects of your administration as mayor. And you just said, you know what, I'm proud of it, but I want to make some changes to it. Why can't we hear more of that in politics in 2022? I feel like we can insert that for insert any issue, Congressman. Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, unless somebody can walk on water or convert water to wine, they don't have any reason to believe that they are infallible. I mean, look, you know, if, if I had the opportunity to do the Bruce, Bruce R. Watkins, if I had the chance to do it over, I would do it dramatically differently. In fact, I'm not even sure that it, it should have been built because what we've done is we, we, we've built all of these freeways in the suburbs to help people 
live an hour away from their job in downtown Kansas City. And made, we made it easier for them to get to town by going through uh, black and brown communities, building freeways and roadways. You don't see freeways and roadways out in the suburbs. They are in the, in the urban core. And so the pollution level in the urban core is higher than it is anywhere else. The heat level in the urban core is higher than it is anywhere else, and for good reason. So, you know, we've got to be able to say, hey, that was dumb. I wish I had the mind today or the awareness today, yesterday. If I'd had it yesterday, I would have made a better decision. So I'm hoping some younger people now are going to say, okay, the congressman is taking it one step further, and, and our generation has got to take it another, so that the next person who sits in this seat will say, okay, that, that was a good initial step, but here's what we've got to do now. It's going to make people uncomfortable. Nobody is going to want to give up a lane, on, the, for example, on the Bruce R. Watkins. I think that absolutely has to happen. And uh, Lord willing, I want to be a part of trying to make it happen. Now, how do we make sure that as we are going green, as we are becoming more sustainable and renewable, that we're not you know, just creating a new red line, that we're not doing new gentrification zones or areas in this new normal or whatever we're going to call this thing? I mean, how do we make sure that everything we're doing isn't creating even more problems? Well, we have to be careful about, uh, you know, building, and from my vantage point, uh, any new roads. I think we've already overdone it. Back in the 1970s and 80s, we had a mayor, Charlie Wheeler, who's still very much alive in Kansas City. And he tried to build a uh, bullet train, what he called a bullet train from Kansas City to St. Louis. And I think it, the cost at the time in the 70s was like $13 million. And uh, people, instead of embracing Mayor Wheeler, they said, oh, that's crazy, Charlie. Well, Right now, if we tried to build a, a uh, track to take people from Kansas City to St. Louis, St. Louis to Kansas City in, in an hour, which is what you could do in, in a European country like Spain, you can go from Sevilla in Spain, 800 miles down by the highway in four hours. And so we, we ought to be able to do that in Kansas City and St. Louis. But that will cost us now into the billions. And so we've got to make sure that, that those things can happen. For example, everybody loves the Kansas City Chiefs. We need to try to make sure that that stadium, which is owned by Jackson County, can save money by having solar panels all around the stadium so that all of the energy, except probably on game day, either going to be minuscule uh, or non-existent. These are the kinds of steps we got to take. When people see Arrowhead Stadium conscious and sensitive to matters of the planet, it says a lot. We, I mean, people are wild wild and crazy for the Chiefs and, and the, the Royals. And I just think, you know, we need to exploit that, get these athletes to start talking about sustainability. And so I, I'm, I'm very, very thrilled over the fact that, that this conference is going to bring a lot of attention to uh, the things you and I are talking about right now. I think it's necessary. I think it's vital, Congressman. Um, and some amazing speakers that are going to be there. Yourself, Congresswoman Sharice Davids on the Kansas side, Mayor Quentin Lucas will have representatives from HUD and the EPA. Again, this is a holistic approach because life is holistic. Last time I checked, life is everything. We everything. Have, it's everything, my friend. I've already kept you too long, Congressman. Again, this is uh, an honor and a privilege. So much going on in the world, you know, as far as Ukraine, these gas prices, the budget, that's an hour-long conversation, but are you encouraged, yeah. Congressman? I always end these interviews saying, you know, is it a good day to be a Kansas Cityan? Congressman Cleaver, is it a good day to be a Kansas Cityan? It is a good day to be a Kansas Cityan because uh, the, the world recognizes, I think, that we are a city to which the rest of the nation must reckon. Uh, and the Kansas City Regional Climate Action Summit is, is one place to do it. We've got world-class sports teams in Kansas City. We've got, in our community, the beautification or the beauty that many other cities would love to have. I mean, you can drive down 
some of our major thoroughfares like the Paseo, like Ward Parkway, go into Swope Park. We have more fountains in Kansas City than any other city in the world except Rome. And my goal in the next year is to get a little nearer to Rome in terms of fountains. So we want to make sure that, that our city is, is able to view this beauty and, uh, and then pre- want to preserve the beauty. So it is a good day to be, uh, I'm in Washington right now, but it would be a gooder day. It would be a gooder day if I was in Kansas City. Congressman Emanuel Cleaver, I lied, sir. I got one more question, but this isn't even a question for you. This is a, this is honestly, sir, a call to arms. I'm, I'm 30 years old and I'd be lying if I said I didn't have political aspirations. And a large part of that is because of you. Make your pitch for Kansas City and, and make that pitch for the next generation or the generation that's here now that also wants to get in the game. You know, we want to work with you as well, and I know you need our help. That's How right. can we do this together, sir? Well, uh, first of all, I think everybody uh, in in, uh, in your age bracket should understand that they are not just out in the audience, that they too must get on the stage. They too must become a part of the, the world drama. They can play a major role on that stage. And one of the ways they do it is to be aware, to be informed, listening to people like you. I mean, you are uh, as informed as anybody I have interviewed with. And I'm talking about, you know, old rusty reporters who are uh, (laughs) seven and 80 years old. Uh, So I'm encouraged. You know, I I think your generation should be warming up to uh, step into the shoes of those of us who are, you know, here now. My goal is when I step down, my whole life would be meeting with young people, working with young people, helping them to make a difference, helping them to realize their dreams, helping them to move into positions of governmental leadership. If I can do that for a few more years before the Lord calls me uh, in, that's just icing on the cake of humanity. Congressman Emanuel Cleaver, uh, you know, uh, Thomas Paine said, uh, well, he said, we have it within our power to begin the world over again. FDR yeah. said we had a rendezvous with destiny. destiny. Um, I think it's our turn. I think it's our turn and our turn, our time is right now. So thank you so much, Congressman Cleaver. He's going to be speaking at the Regional Climate Action Summit April 9th. That's at Johnson County Community College 1 to 415 at Yardley Hall. All the details, all the information at KC Metro Climate Plan dot org. Congressman, please come back on the show. Yeah, let's keep scheming on, on well, changing the world. All right, blessing. Good to be with you. Greetings, Hartzell. Search the force and a tremor I have felt. It was you. Your ego just busted a planet. The KC Morning Show.
on your KC Morning Show. She is Cassie Joy, and she is going to be performing at the Regional Climate Action Summit, April 9th. My friend, welcome to the KC Morning Show. You are very good at the music and stuff. And I got to ask, climate, you know, is this something that's near and dear to your heart? Why are you doing this? You know, I, um, I'm i a big charity person. I love to, to give back when I'm able to. Um, and, you know, especially anything with Kansas City is always going to be near and dear to my heart. That's my hometown. And, you know, climate change is something that is very real and something that we need to be, you know, putting the microphone up to and, and talking about more. So I'm, I'm definitely grateful to be able to give back here. As we are in this moment, as we're kind of, you know, holistically taking a look at everything, our lives, our world, how do you think this is shaken out, especially as it goes to, you know, the music world? You know, it's it's definitely good that, like, just to be back at it again. I feel like things are finally starting to kind of normalize again and... You know, there's still some hiccups here and there where you kind of get a glimpse of the pandemic world again. But it's definitely nice to just be back and seeing people and having, you know, live music again. To have music like kind of taken away from all of us. Um, it was it was a really hard time for so many musicians. Um, but, you know, thanks to social media and fans wanting to hear music um you know we got to do facebook lives and and keep you know the live music going in any way that we could and then um my husband and i actually ended up taking our tour bus that we were living in um we took it on the road and went to campgrounds and did like a campground tour and you know just kind of made music venues out of anything that we could find basically so we you know, built our own path if something's going to try to burn it down. <laughs> hey, if there's no room for you at the table, you build your own table, my friend. And I think that's what you have been doing. And you're doing that very, very well. What about yourself? Have you have you learned in the last two years the music you're making now, the new music that's going to be released here very, very soon that we're going to be talking about? Do you think all this happens if not for that moment two years ago where we all had to just hit the brakes for a second? I mean, I think it definitely taught me to not take any of this for granted. I mean, even the little things like going out to a restaurant, you know, like we just have to live bigger and be so grateful for the days that we do have because something like a pandemic, you know, that was something nobody could have ever guessed was going to happen. You know, the next day, all of a sudden we have no live shows and you can't go to restaurants and, you know, any, everything can just change so quickly. So, you know, shows are such a big deal to me now. I mean, they always have been, but you know, now it's like, you know, things could change tomorrow. It could be my last time on stage. So I think, you know, that's one thing that the pandemic, you know, maybe gave all of us. Tell us what you're looking forward to. Obviously, the Regional Climate Action Summit is on April 9th, but what else has happened in the world of, of Cassie Joy? Tell us everything. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've i been uh, in Nashville staying busy, uh, writing and recording new music, um, and you guys are hearing it first. I won't give you the title yet. I'll keep that a secret, but uh, April 22nd, I'll be releasing my next single, and we're going to be celebrating that release um, on the 22nd in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Hard Rock. Uh, so I'm super, super excited about this one. I feel like I'm stepping on the lead here. Your musical journey, I mean, that is a podcast in itself. Do you wake up even in the midst of the craziness that was all this nonsense? Do you still have to, you know, pinch yourself every so often? I mean, absolutely. And especially after the pandemic, you know, I just, I can't believe that I get to do this for a living. You know, it's, it 
my passion gets to be my full-time job and my husband's full-time job. And, you know, I'm just grateful to be doing what I love and doing it with, you know, my partner in life. And, um, you know, it's just been such a fun journey. And I feel like even as we keep growing, I feel like we're still just getting started and I'm just always ready for what the next thing this music world is going to throw at me. I definitely have to get myself to be more in the moment and not, you know, forget those big moments. Like, you know, with my blind audition, you know, I remember it, but in a way I feel like I blacked out. I mean, that was just the most surreal moment of my life. And so, yeah, it definitely is. There's, there's always pinch myself moments and, you know, every day is just so different and, and I'm just, you know, grateful. Again, we got Cassie Joy here on your KC Morning Show. She's going to be playing at the Regional Climate Action Summit April 9th. The speakers are incredible. In fact, uh, today on the show, you heard from Representative Emmanuel Cleaver, who will be speaking. Also, Sharice Davids, Mayor Quentin Lucas. The lineup is incredible. All the info at KC Metro Climate plan.org what is next where can we find you we mentioned the new music for folks who need more of the cassie joy in their life where can we go to get said more cassie joy yeah just uh for starters you can just head to cassiejoy.com and that'll send you to all of my socials and um be definitely be sure that you're following me on spotify so that you're notified right when the new music comes out um and i'm of course on facebook instagram tiktok twitter all the places i gotta ask you this one as well you haven't forgotten about us in kansas city have you oh no i can't stay away i <laughs> we come back home as much as possible um we're big family people so we're always back in the kc mo keep coming back and keep making us proud cassie joy you're an incredible talent you're an incredible human and i am so excited to see you on april 9th more folks using the platforms for the right reasons and we can all get something out of it i mean that's a beautiful thing yeah, that's what it's all about. Thank you so, so much. And can you come back on the show? I want to hear you sing all the songs. Yeah? <laughs> yes, I would love to. <laughs> I've been doing fine. I got my mind off you years ago. I put the box on the shelf. I'm doing well under neon glow. And a song comes on that makes me think of you But when I hear it now it's out of tune And I smell cheap cologne And I'm alone in a crowded room I guess it's not time that I need it I've lived half my There's no color anymore Try 